Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Brian Foster on Kardak Radio, presenting the program Spiritism and the Spirit World Around Us. Hello, this is Brian Foster at the program Spiritism and the Spirit World Around Us. Tonight, talking about what are spirits. But first, let me tell you a couple of things that are happening. We will no longer be on Blog Talk Radio. We will be on Kardec Radio and streaming live on Facebook. So if you would like to listen to us on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific and all time zones in between and around, please join our, our Facebook site, Spiritism and the Spirit World Around Us, or Put Cardec Radio on your Apple device or your Android device. On your Apple or Android, you can either go to the App Store or the, or the, the Play Store and look up Cardec Radio, K-A-R-D-E-C. So this will be our last program on Blog Talk Radio, so you will not have a call-in number uh, starting next month. So we are all immortal spirits. Some of us are trapped in a physical form for a limited amount of time as we educate ourselves here on Earth, while others reside at different levels, all with one thing in mind, that we show all progress. Some will take longer than others, and some will have harder roads than others. That's the unfortunate truth for all of us. Some of us are slow learners, some of us are fast, some of us have to learn the hard way, and some of us have to learn the easy way. I've always been a hard way person. Unfortunately, hopefully I'm getting better as I get older and hopefully through many lives. So, this is a, a interesting point for many because people don't understand that when you see, when you have people have NDEs, they see their family members, or they see a high angel, or people have visions and they see, they see things, or people have visions of purgatory and they they see uh, different types of, you know, maybe horrible, horrible uh, images. But those are mostly all spirits. And who are spirits? Well, we are spirits. That's the short answer. We are spirits. That we, the spirit world is where we come from and where we'll we return to and where we will spend the vast, vast majority of our immortal life. So isn't that interesting? Life on Earth is nothing more than an interlude. It is nothing more than a time spent here to educate ourselves so we may ascend in the levels of heaven. Now, how do we start? Well, in Alan Kardec's book, the Spirit's book, it, it really, they say they don't know. So let me just tell you about Alan Kardec. So look, First of all, he's interested, as all of us, is the question of the human or origin of spirit. You know, our soul, the beginning of our immortality, has been in the forefront of introspective questioning by humankind since the beginning of time, since man first looked up and saw the stars. And while some may believe that we are just mere material beings who disappear forever upon physical death, many of us understand the presence of God, the supreme intelligence of the universe. We have faith that we have a soul, and how do we arrive at being a distinct soul? That is a question explored in this program. Well, in the 1850s, Alan Kardec wrote a series of questions that he distributed to multiple mediums throughout Europe. 
He only published the answer if the mediums came back with a similar answer. He had, so he had the same question to multiple mediums through, geographically out throughout countries of Europe. He only recorded it. So it's not like you had a one medium channeling one spirit. This is he made sure that he had many high spirits talking to many mediums and got the same answer or similar answer, I should say. So from this technique, he wrote, he, codified, he wrote the spirit book. He actually, would say, you could say he codified the spirit books, right? He's called the great codifier. And in his, in his question of, of high spirits, he, he, um, he didn't get a clear answer. And this is what, this is what uh, he wrote. The starting point of a spirit is one of those questions which have reference to the origins of things and to the secret design of God. It is not given to man to comprehend them completely, and he can only form in regard to them suppositions and theoretical systems more or less probable. It is thus, for example, that all spirits do not think alike in reference to the relations which exist between man and the animals. According to some, spirit only arrives at the human period after being elaborated and individualized in the different degrees of lower beings to creation. According to others, the spirit of man has always belonged to the human race without passing through the essential degrees of the animal world. Now, one thing I will say that is certain that has been said is that it's not like people can reincarnate in an animal and come back and forth. No, it's always, it's an ascension, right? You don't, you never retreat. You always go forward. So, there, after the 1850s, there were, there were, more, there were more hints. But let me first say, that um, he did question, and in, in Alan Kardec's book, the question is, can souls be trans, you know, transmutability? And the answer was, can a, this was question 613, can a spirit which has animated a human body be incarnated in an animal? And the answer was no, for such an incarnation would be a retrograde step, and a spirit never retrogrades. The river does not flow back to its source. So, we are told with no uncertainty that a human soul can't transfer to a lesser form. Now, for the question, can an animal at some point, after a series of reincarnations, begin life in a human body? And in the book, question 601, do animals follow a law of progress like men? And the answer is yes. And it is for this reason that in the higher world in which men are further advanced, the animals are more advanced also and possess more developed means of communication, but they are always inferior to man and subject to him. They are for him intelligent servitors. So therefore, according to the Spirit's book, animals progress via their own path and do not intersect with humans. They didn't say it explicitly, but that's kind of implicitly what, what it meant. So it seemed there's no crossover between animals and with humans. But the origin of a spirit is unknown, even to the spirits themselves. And this whole knowledge of where a spirit is first created leaves the door open to some sort of progression from lower life forms. But later on, remember, spiritism is not a static doctrine, right? Spiritism is dynamic. Spiritism means that we are told things as we are ready to accept them. As our culture and technology uh, progresses, we will be given more information. So there is a passage in the book between Heaven and Earth, by uh, Francisco Chico C. Xavier, inspired by the spirit Andre Louise, which discusses reincarnation. And in it, and this is really good, in all of Andre Louise's books, there's always, you know, usually has a team leader, and they, they tell him, because he always remembers the teams, he goes and explores all these, all these uh, 
different facets of how uh, the spirit world, the levels of, of heaven, helps us humans on earth. And other spirits in lower zones and so forth. So his team leader says, Clarissa says, we tackle multiple experiences and we recapitulate them as many times as needed on our grand journey to God. Pupae of intelligence in the obscure sectors of nature evolved towards the realm of fragmentary intelligences inhabited by animals of a higher order, which in turn evolved towards the realm of human consciousness, just as human beings, little by little, evolved towards the glorious spheres of the angels. Now, that is certainly different than is what was said in the Spears book. And one could read the passage in two ways. One, we start out as a simple speck of rudimentary intelligence and evolved to a human level by constant reincarnation in the worlds of planets. The other is that animals evolve in higher state also, but along their own path and not become a full human spirit. So the reason of the passage is in that in the light that we start out as non-human spirits is Bolter Butler was written in Alan Kardec's book, Genesis, Miracles and Predictions According to Spiritism, which was written after the Spirits book. In chapter 6 of the book, written by a, uh, written by a series of communications with the Spirit who signed his messages, uh, Galileo, he tells us that his supposition is, for he states quite plainly, he doesn't know this was certain, this is his supposition, this is what he says, the Spirit does not revine receive divine illumination, which it gives it, along with free will and consciousness, the awareness of higher destiny without having passed through the divinely unavoidable series of lower beings, along with the labor of its individualization is slowly worked out. It is only from the day when the Lord imprints on its brow his august seal that the spirit takes place in the ranks of mankind. So, I think we start out as primitive little pieces of intelligence. Now, let's take an analogy. Let's say you're just learning how to program. And you write a little program. As usual, the first program you write is Hello World, right? In basic C, C++, Java, whatever. Well, then you keep adding to that program. You keep adding, adding, adding. Then somehow it becomes a little piece of artificial intelligence. It starts to becoming, it starts to be, it starts to learn on itself. You can look at that as us. You can see that we start out as this little speck of semi-intelligence with very little free will. Even like even in the in the in the books uh, in the monthly magazine of Alan Kardec when they interviewed the Spirit Diogenes, he's, and he was at an advanced planet. He said, "Oh, you you here on the planet of atonement, you're slaves." And because as we are more primitive spirits, immature spirits, you have less freedom, right? A kindergartner, a first grader, a second grader, do they have much freedom at school? No, they don't have anything. High school, much more freedom. College, more freedom. Back in adulthood, much more. It all works like that. So, then, what else did I read? So, I've read in the G. Val Owens book, Life Beyond the Veil, published in the 1920s, when he received messages... Uh, from the spirit world, which points to the case where all creatures start out as very primitive sparks of intelligence and grow from there. So while I have no proof, I have not anything with it specifically written, but I'm a belief that, that similar to the stages that we human souls must pass through to one day become a pure spirit, we must progress by a series of trials from one primitive intelligence to another until we reach the point where we're worthy of the next step of evolution. Hence, after living life after life, pain or debts, and acquiring new skills, 
We have traveled through an even harder road just to reach this state. So we have made, have spent eons, millions, billions of years as little sparks of intelligence. Think about that. That is why also when they tell us in the spiritualist literature, when you think about your past lives, you're not allowed until you're ready to think about your past lives. Even then, you're only allowed a certain point. And then the high spirits even tell us they can't, they can't go back all the way to all their past lives. It's just not there for them. And I think the spirit world just said, no, it's not important. We're taking that information away from you. So that's how we start out. Right? We start out a little tiny. I mean, who knows? Maybe we are a rock in space. And we sit there absorbing the energies of the suns and the moons around us. And we spend another billion years somewhere else, and then we get to be an animal, and then we get, finally we get to be a primitive human. And now, through I don't know how many lives, for each of us could be thousands of lives, could be hundreds of thousands, we are on, we pass through a primitive planet onto a planet of atonement. So what is the progression of spirits? Well, the progression of spirits and this is interesting. So this is, again, so first, let me just say, a spirit. Now, we humans, what, what are we? So we are spirit, we are paraspirit, and we are the physical body. The paraspirit connects our spirit to our physical body. It covers us like, an, like a diving suit, right? It's like an invisible diving suit. And we are completely, and it connects to all of our organs, all of our, all of our chakras, all of our force centers, Right, the crown center, everything. Then, at the time, at the time when it was predestined for us to leave the earth life, the paraspirit disconnects from the physical body, and then your your spirit. Of course, you always have your paraspirit there too. Higher and higher spirits will lose that ability even to have a paraspirit because they don't reincarnate anymore. And I can't tell you how many people always tell me, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to incarnate again. I, I, this, life is horrible. I don't want to incarnate again. And I just rather stay in the spirit world. Well, I don't blame you. And, and I tell them, well, uh, do as well as you can on this life. I, you know, and eventually you won't have to. And even if you do incarnate and you pass from a planet of atonement, you can go to a planet of regeneration, which there is a much more harmony and love and we're much lighter, less dense, and it's a wonderful life there. So work at, work at it, and you won't have to reincarnate. Remember, the trials you go through now are ones that are there for a purpose for us to learn. Now, let's go back to Spirit's book. So what's the progression of spirits? And in question 114, 114, are spirits good or bad by nature? Are they same spirits made better through their own efforts? And the answer is... The same spirits made better through their own efforts in getting and growing better. They pass from a lower to a higher order. So that is exactly what we all know, right? This is this is what happens. This is how spirits progress. They go from a lower to a higher through their own effort. Question 115: Are some spirits created good and others bad? Well, this is the interesting part. God has created. This is the answer. God has created all spirits in a state of simplicity and ignorance. 
That is to say, without knowledge, he has given to each of them a mission with a view to enlighten them and to make them gradually arrive at perfection through the knowledge of the truth, and thus to bring them nearer and nearer to himself. This perfection is for them the condition of eternal and unalloyed happiness. Spirits acquire knowledge by passing through the trials imposed on them by God. Some of them accept these trials with submission and arrive more quickly at the aim of their destiny. Others undergo them with murmuring and thus remain through their own fault at a distance from the perfection and felicity promised to them. So according to this statement, it appears that spirits at their origin are like children, ignorant and without experience, but acquiring little by little the knowledge which they lack by passing through the different phases of human life. So question 116 is, do spirits remain forever in normal ranks? And the answer is no, they all become perfect. They change in the course of time, however long may be the process of amendment. For as we already said, a just and merciful parent cannot condemn his children to eternal banishment. Can you suppose that God so great, so good, so just is less kind than you are? And question 117 says, the whole question of spirits, a lot of it is, is filtered here in the spirits book. Does it depend on the spirits themselves to hasten their progress for perfection? The answer is certainly, right? That's everything we've read in Yvonne Pierre, Sikh of Xavier's books. And, they, and the answer is they reach the goal more or less quickly according to the strength of their desire. You like school. You study hard. You work hard. You focus. Guess what? You get an A. Guess what? You graduate. You go to the next grade. If you don't, well... You may not go to the next grade. You may be held back a year. That's what happens to us. We could be held back. They also say a question is, question 118 is, can spirits degenerate? And the answer is no. In proportion as they advance, they understand what has retarded their progress. When a spirit has finished any given trial, he has learned the lesson of that trial and never forgets it. He, re- he may remain stationary, but never degenerate. So someone doesn't go backwards. They could make big, big mistakes. And 19, could God exonerate spirits from the trials that they have to undergo in order to reach the highest rank? Now, this is an important one. Because, think of it. We have to learn everything as a spirit. So even if we became a spirit, and we were like St. Francis of Assisi or some saint, right? We were goodness and perfection. Would that mean the end of our incarnation? Well, Look at this answer, and you'll find out. If they had been created perfect, they would not have merited the employment of the benefits of that perfection. Where would the merit be without struggle? Besides, inequality which exists between spirits is necessary to the development of their personality, and wherever. The mission with each spirit accomplishes each step of his progress is an element of the providential plan for ensuring the harmony of the universe. Since in social life, all men may reach the highest post, we might as well ask why the sovereign of a country does not make a general of each of his soldiers, Why all the subaltern functionaries are not made heads of departments. And you have to look through all different experiences. In other words, you have to come, you have to come rich, you have to come poor, you have to come middle class, you have to, you have to come most probably in a shape of a male, in a female, you have to experience all sorts of things. You have to be the least popular person. You could be the most popular person. But you have to understand a little bit of everything. So, but your trials become easier as you as you have less to atone for, right? Less problems to pain, 
to pay for. So that is some information about spirits. So question 121 is, how is it spirits have followed the rule of good and others rule of evil? And the answer is, have they not the free will? God has not created any spirits bad. He has created them simple and ignorant. That is to say, possessing equal aptitude for good and for evil. And those who become so, do so of their free will. So that's interesting. So, what did Alan Kardec tell us? We start out as, as, as well, you'd say this, but he said he didn't know. But the other parts say we start out as little primitive pieces of intelligence. Then we progress. It could be billions, eons, billions, trillions of years, you know. We progress up the ladder until we are we have at least in, enough core of intelligence that, that we are we are then gifted free will. That is really what changes everything from being a human from an animal. Animals have instincts. Now they could sometimes they, they seem to think they have free will, right? But then they have intelligence. There's no doubt they have intelligence. But it's mostly instinct. We become a human, we are beginning free will. Now, the level of that free will depends on our level of, of uh, spirituality. And here on a primitive, here on a planet of atonement, our level of free will, meaning that when we are incarnated and we have to go through a, a curriculum that is, that is blessedly created for each one of us, we, we have a smaller amount of free will. But... When we get higher and higher, we have more and more free will to have. Now, given this free will, on a planet of atonement, we're all together. We're like a we're like a junior high school with all sorts of levels. Of kids, there's gang members, there's the smart kids, there's the good kids, there's the nerd kids. They're all together, all over, and we are blended in this. And as as we we in human form, spirits in going through a trial in, a, in physical form of doing, spending time in the earth life, as they say, we are subjected to stupid ideas from immature spirits, bad ideas from really bad spirits, high, higher level of inspiration from good spirits. We go through everything. This is, this is part of us being a spirit. <coughs> Excuse me. So, and Arlen Kardec knew this. Arlen Kardec knew we were, you know, we were spirits all around us. So he wrote an article. This was in the Spiritist Review, Journal of Psychological Studies, 1858. It was published in English in 2015. It's a, it's a great book. It's got all, it's, it's all 12 uh, issues of his monthly magazine he did in 1858 in one book in, um, in English. It was originally written in French. So an article about um, a medium who was tricked, right? He had a, a, an immature spirit who was just playing games with him. He's decided to, to write, a, lay out eight main points when dealing with spirits. And each one is worth keeping in mind when dealing with the other world because this is really like dealing with humans, right? When we talk about human psychology and how people and how you manipulate other people and talk to other people and communicate to other people, well... Spirits are there too, right? Because we are spirits. So this is what he says about spirits. Spirits are not all equal, nor in power, nor in knowledge or wisdom. 
as they are no more than human souls detached from their corporeal body. They present a wide variety, even greater than that of people on Earth, because they all come from worlds and among the globe. So they come from other planets. Earth is neither the most basic nor the most advanced. Thus, there are very superior spirits, as there are very inferior ones, very good and very bad, very wise and very ignorant. There are those of levity, malevolence, liars, astute, hypocrites, polished, sharp, jokers, etc. I have heard these uh, in the mediums' meetings I have been in. I have heard woefully uh, sad spirits, ignorant spirits. I have heard ones that are smart yet still have this edge to them, right? They, you know, it, uh, I could tell this one spirit I, that, it, that it was going through a, a, a medium was just, you know, wasn't going to be, wasn't going to subject himself to be humble to learn from higher spirits. Now he, you could tell he knew better, and he actually made fun of all the people, but you know, by thinking, well, you don't know anything about Jesus, you don't know anything about the Bible, and um, it was really interesting. And that's just the type of personality, you know. God bless him. I'm sure he will sometime find out that. You know, you may want to be a little bit humble and learn how to take direction because, look, when, um, you know, if if I was talking to him, which I don't because I'm not, I'm not a medium, but I would just say, you know, I understand your concerns, but this is this is the environment, this is the rules you go through, and by, and by heavens, it's much bigger than we are, so we need to approach our learning humbly. So, number two of what Alan Kardec says, we are incessantly surrounded by a cloud of spirits that occupy the space around us, despite the fact that we cannot see them, watching our acts, reading our thoughts. Some do us good, others do us harm, whether good or bad spirits, accordingly. Interesting. That's true, right? So, you know those little cartoons where you had a, a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other? There's truth to that. That's why you always have to filter any thoughts you have through your conscience, because other spirits are talking to us, trying to, you know, it's like kids on a playground. Oh, come on, go, yeah, jump off that, you know, jump off that fence, right? Because they're not doing it, but they want to see you do it. So don't take advice from that. You know, listen to your conscience, filter everything through your conscience. Number three, from the physical and moral inferiority of our globe and hierarchy of the world, the inferior spirits are more numerous here than the superior ones. That is true. Chico Xavier said, okay, out there, can anybody guess what percentage of people, when they, when they pass on, will ascend to heaven? 30%. Three out of ten, approximately. Three out of ten have the mindset and the, the caring and the loving enough to ascend to heaven. Not very large, is it? I was... I was uh, I wasn't astounded. I it kind of knew that, but you know, it didn't surprise me. But when you, you know, when, when Chico said it, it, uh, it does tell you the state of why we're finding the tone. Number five, the inferior spirits only bond to those that listen to them, that give them access, and to whom they connect. If successful in dominating someone, they identify with their own spirit, fascinating them, obsessing them, subjugating them, and leading them as one does a child. So. There are spirits out there who want to take advantage of you. You cannot let them. Now, this is one of the reasons. And uh, when you when you read, you know, like a lot of organized religion says, oh, you shouldn't talk to spirits. Spiritism is bad. Don't talk to spirits. Well, they have a good point. 
They really do have a good point. And that is why Alan Kardec says so, so many things about spirits. You have to educate yourself. Don't just get there on a meetings meeting or on a Ouija board to start talking to people because you don't know who you're going to encounter. What we are told over and over again is spirits are attracted to, to people on their own level. I'll go into more into that later. But in meetings meeting, let's say in a spiritual center, they don't have meetings meeting and say, oh, let's all get together and have a meetings meeting. No, they have it like, let's say, at 8 o'clock at night on Thursday nights, one time a week. Why? First of all, that allows the spirits, the spirits who are, who are in charge of that meeting, there are spirits in charge of meeting meetings in any spiritual center, and who will then will then give them protection. And they will only allow spirits who they select to come to the meeting. If you're just a group of friends that all get together, you don't know who you're going to get. And sometimes when people have these meetings willy-nilly, they will get a spirit that then will start will start really latching on to some person. It's a big hassle getting rid of them. That is why, you you know, in the spirits, the uh, spirit doesn't mean, you know, people say a prayer before, they, they you know, help, say, please help us from the higher spirits, they take direction, it's all controlled. Now, you may ask, that's probably another another program, you know, why why should, why should the spirits encourage this? Well, one is we learn, and the other, the most important thing is, is that the inferior spirits feel an affinity with humans, and sometimes talking to another human, they will, they will, learn more than talking to a high spirit because they'll see a high spirit and they, think, and they just won't you know it's like a kid right a child identifies usually with another child if you're telling a child something and then another child comes along and says well do this and then, oh okay i'll do that right but you the parent like forget you same thing with spirits so that's why in the spiritism and spirits meeting they have and also sometimes i need that human they can temporarily get in the human form to help them uh, collect their thoughts so that is why. In fact, we had in one spirit as being, uh, as I was telling before, uh, one person who was telling us we didn't know anything, right? Because you, know, you, you can't interpret that. And uh, the consultative medium, that's, there's a trance medium who sits there, and the spirit who, who was selected by the spirit managers was, was talking through him. And the trance medium and the spirit was saying, um, you know, he was just refuting, you know, the, trans- the consultative medium was saying, you know, well, you know, can we help you? You know, you know, God is love. Jesus is love. Well, you know, why are you here? He goes, no, I'm just here to tell you guys you don't, you don't know anything. He goes, well, if you're not here, you don't want love. He goes, no, you know, we have our we have our own type of 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 love in 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 our in our area. Which you know, the more you read about spiritism and you read about things, it's it's more of a sarcastic kind of camaraderie. It's not. Not an atmosphere of love, exactly, like, at least what I've read. And, and actually, it kind of plays it out and proves that by how this person acted. But it just shows you that um, he came. There was a reason why that spirit came to that spirit, the spirit's meeting. And so I don't know what the end game is, but it's always interesting. So, number six, obsession can never happen but by inferior spirits. Good spirits don't produce any type of coercion. Come back to influence the bad spirits and stay away when they're not listened to. And I've read that before, too. A spirit, it can be all sorts of levels, right? 
your guardian angel. All of us are assigned a guardian angel. Well, I've read where in uh, in in meetings, I'll say you know, it doesn't have to be a spiritist meeting. It doesn't have to be. It could be a church. It could be a temple. It can be anywhere people ask for stuff. But this example is in a spiritist meeting. And they were giving passes, which passes are when they give you energy and they help harmonize your chakras, your, your four centers. And this one guy was there. And this is in one of the books of Andre Louise. And they were trying to help him, you know, get rid of kind of, you know, get his body in harmony and help his digestive system, et cetera. And Andre Louise says, you know, this guy doesn't look too good. He goes, but he's been going to this meeting for, you know, years. And he says, well, we have kind of like the rule of 10. Because we help them 10 times. But if they don't want to be helped after that, then they have to learn the hard way. So again, it's free will, right? If you don't listen, like the teacher, if you're a student in class and never listens, the teacher starts ignoring you, puts you in the corner. Well, that's what happens when people who don't who don't try to help themselves, who don't who don't kind of absorb. That's why in the, the books by Devolta Franco, when he does a lot of this by uh, John DeAngelis, right? She she she'll write a lot saying, um, please, you know, meditate, right? Get meditate. Five minutes, ten minutes, you know, once a week, but start getting this inspiration from the spirit world because they're there to help you. It's like any good teacher; they always want to help us. Now, number seven: the degree of coercion and nature of the effects it produces determines the difference between obsession, subjugation, and fascination. Obsession is almost a permanent action of a strange spirit that leads a person to be solicited by an incessant need to act this way or the others than to do this or that. Subjugation is a moral bond that paralyzes the free will of the one that suffers it, pushing the person to the most reckless attitudes, frequently most contrary to their own interests. Fascination is a kind of illusion produced by the direct action of a strange spirit or by his cunning thoughts, such as illusion produces an alteration in the comprehension of moral things, leading to misjudgment and to mistake evil for good. Now, I'm not going to say all, and this is why there are spiritist centers in Brazil that are very successful, is for mental illnesses, right? People who are obsessed and stuff like that. A lot of that is by other spirits attacking you because most probably what you have done to that person in their previous life. So they're after a bit of revenge. Now, not always. You could have been in a daughter or a son of someone who did something to them, and now they picked you to be their object of revenge. All sorts of reasons. The other thing with spiritism tells us is these spiritual centers, they don't take people off the meds, right? They're not, you know, they, they, and the psychiatrists, the psychologists are very important, but they also add an additive. They try and find out what kind of spirit is obsessing you. And they've had, and they've had great uh, success with that as far as helping the person bring them to a higher spiritual level, get them in touch with higher spirits, make and then reason with the other spirit, the one who's obsessing them, and say, can you let God work this out, right? You're wasting your time in revenge. You are actually retarding your own progress because now you are trying to harm this person because you think you are the one that can judge. Don't worry, this is all going to be set. That's what karma's for. So, Number eight is humans can always disengage from the oppression of the imperfect spirits by their willpower. 
By the choice between good and bad, the coercion achieved the point of paralyzing the will, and if the fascination such that it obliterates reason, then the will of a third person may replace it. So, therefore, for those who are just curious about communicating in the spirit world, you have to be on guard. And I recommend anybody who's interested in it, you should read The Book of Mediums by Alan Kardec. There's also in the realms of mediumship, uh, one of the books, one of the books of Andre Louis' series uh, by uh, Chico Xavier, or Cisco C. Xavier. You can find it on Amazon. And you can find these books. If you go to my, my, my website, let me write this down here for you. And you go on the, um, you go on the picture of Alan Kardec. You can click on that, and it will take you. It will take you to a uh, the the Spiritist bookstore, and they have all the books by Alan Kardec, Chico Xavier, Yvonne Pierre, uh, uh, others. Not developed frequently; it's his own. But you can also find these on Amazon, so you can always look at the title there, because then you can find them all in one place. That's what I usually do. And then if you have Amazon Prime or something, you can always buy them on Amazon. But yeah, go to my website. The upper right-hand corner is a picture of Alan Kardec. Click on that. You'll go right to the bookstore. You can look at the titles. You can read a synopsis. So I, I recommend this for anybody. Okay. So let's talk more about spirits. Now, the other thing that happens when you become a spirit is, you know what? You don't live in a three-dimensional world anymore. You live in a different type of world. So the mediums who have encountered spirits are often frustrated when they communicate with spirits who seem to be the person they wish to speak with, but the spirit can't come up with an exact name or date of an episode that the medium wishes them to recall. And we expect exact memory and a photographic recollection from any spirit that comes within our sphere of communication. But how would you feel if you were asked to recount what you did on a certain day in, in kindergarten, right? We say, well, I don't remember what I did a certain day in kindergarten. That's, that's too long ago. That's lots of long time ago. Could you remember your classmates, what you were wearing, what type of day it was, or anything? Well, no. Why the higher spirits are able to tap into memories and data from any slice of time in their lives, lower spirits have limited resources. And the Reverend G. Val Owen in his book, Beyond the Veil, quizzed the spirit Arnell, the high spirit Arnell, is the wisest heart for discardance to pin down exact times, dates, and names. This is the answer he received. Now, as to earth names, these are remembered for a time after transition by death, but new names are given here, right? You have a spirit name. And if you notice, there's a power in the spirit name, right? And that's not given lightly. But new names are given here and are used in constant to the exclusion of the earth names. This has the effect of the earth name fading, becoming dim, and at last almost are quite vanishing from memory. Not so much while relatives are still on earth, but after such time as they all come over. Then, as generations go by, the lines become intermixed with other blood and connection is thin and racial, and at last is lost altogether. Exceptions there are but few. Then also in the course of times, names become changed, both in spelling and pronunciation. They become different names. But most of all, they fade from memory as interest in the earth period becomes of less account by its removal from the more immediate proximity of the present state of a progressed spirit. Among the infinite variety of experiences here, it is forgotten. It can always be had by research of the records, but that is worth 
rarely worthwhile. What does that tell us? That tells us a lot. It tells us a lot. Why? It tells us that our interlude on Earth, to us, it's like the most important thing, right? We here in human, in human form, a spirit trapped in human form, it is like, it's like it's the, we are the center of everything. To a spirit. You're an immortal spirit. You live forever. How long of that percentage of your life that you spend on Earth in one life? Point zero zero to the to whatever, right? It's nothing. It's nothing. It becomes unimportant as you experience heaven, as you experience life, as you learn more and more. You learn about the wonderments of the universe. It recedes. Does any member of us remember what happened at Kenny Garden Nursery School? No, so far back. Same thing with spirits. So Matt, you know, so the ease of query. So as you become a higher spirit and you plug into it. Now, let's talk about spirits again. A spirit isn't just a spirit. The same always. You grow in intelligence. So like humans, we grow in intelligence. We grow in knowledge. A spirit grows in attributes and capabilities. This is why you work hard here on earth. And then you try to get to heaven. And then you work your way up in heaven. It's always, it's always, it's I won't say struggle, but it's always work, right? But it's great work. But the reason is, is as you go from one level to the next in heaven, you're not just, okay, I got this piece of paper. No, you are given attributes and capabilities. You can like plug into the universal cloud. You can do more with with universal ether and create more things. You, you, you You have interfaces and connections with other tools that you can't even imagine. That's why you struggle here, and that's why you should to try and and study about spirituality, spiritism, and or, or whatever religion you choose. Spiritism is not a religion, so I make sure it's it's a doctrine. So one of the examples is is a higher spirit. It's easier for you to tap into the universal the universal cloud, right? The universal database. You can get information from anywhere, while a spirit on on a lower level may have access to his or her past by a separate device or by a formal request for that particular memory. A higher spirit may possess the tools to retrieve the information on demand by merely just thinking, requesting it. Imagine the ability to command all the memories for a certain date, time, and place, plus the memories of the people with you or another person to perfectly reconstruct events for a particular episode. That's how you can remember. Now, how, we, how do we know that this can happen? Well, what do you think happens in NDE, near-death experiences, when people have a near-death experience and they say and they, they, they play sections from that person's life? Well, they got that from the universal cloud. Everything we think is recorded. Everything everybody thinks is recorded. So you have a group of three people, let's say. Something happens. They replay that during their near-death experience. It's all there. Emotions, feeling, physically what they're doing, what time and place, everything. High spirits have the ability to tap into that. So imagine the ability to command all memories for a certain date, time, and place, plus the memories of people with you or another person. You can restructure that everything. This is the power of high spirits as before, one that has been demonstrated to many people during their NDE. The life review wasn't painstakingly filmed and edited beforehand. A high spirit or a group of mentors, after notification of a person coming temporarily to the spirit dimension, summon up to replay on the spot, 
although the group may have determined the episode to review in advance of the soul coming on short visit. And then next, Arnell talks about dates. Why can't spirits remember dates? Well, the difficulty of remembering earth, period, earth periods is a similar one and as needless to our present concerns as to our future course, in which our, chiefly our interest lies. There's also the fact that the continuous receding of our earth period and the intervention of event after event in so long a line of lengths, that is difficult. On the moment to pick out that particular link at the farther end and label it with earth, time, and day. It is easy for one of you to spring a query on one of us who is bent on giving you some message, and his will is all taught and strenuous and focused on that message he wishes to give. It is not so easy for us to have other work on hand and to live in the present so much to make a sudden about ship and sail for that one little section in our wake where a particular wave that lapped our bow and just so long flattened out upon the bosom of the ocean. While the ship still sped on her way, resting swell to swell of the ocean. Count each full a century, and you'll get some idea of my meaning. So, two points stand out from Arnell's message. Who's a great, uh, great spirit, by the way. Uh, really good at all things he said during the, the Beyond the Veil. One, and the most important, is the absence of continually thinking back. Why we on earth look behind us to count the mistakes we make, the injustices we suffered. And the opportunities we lost, and knowing spirit understands that the past is relatively unimportant. It is what they are learning now that is vital. A higher spirit stays in the moment to analyze their course of action to take what has been presented to them. They don't waste their mental energy on regret. They only think back to review experiences for lesson learned. The second point is the accumulation of life events over the course of hundreds, if not thousands, of lives. It must be immense. This is the fact of our immortality. We retain our character, modifying after each life on earth, and hopefully for the better. But the endless string of interactions, great deeds, and lesser deeds eventually recede from our immediate memory bank. And that's the wonderful aspect of Jeeva Owen's communication with spirits in the early years of the 20th century. It isn't just the wise words that are spoken by spirits, but the meaning and glimpse of what life must be in the spirit realm. Just the discussion of the ability to recall names and dates presents us with a feeling of what immortality and the relative levels of spirits must be like. So, the reward of working and studying hard to ascend the spirit world becomes all the more apparent, the more we learn. So, now, there's also communication between spirits. And this is interesting. So spirits talk, but there's also other ways, there's telepathy and other things. So let's 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 explore how spirits communicate, because that's what we are. That's how we and in fact, um Chico Xavier said at some point when we become a planet regeneration or higher, we will have the ability for telepathy. Right? He said the human brain is hardly used, which a lot of people will already tell you that. And the frontal lobe is full of all sorts of tools and things we can use but aren't, aren't uh, exposed yet because of our relatively immature level of spirituality. So there's a short three-paragraph description of how spirits communicate with each other at different levels by the spirit Zandile, who resided at the 10th level of heaven, as denoted by uh, the spirits of Dr. G. Bao. And I'll tell you right now, they just use this. The other spirits use other, other names for other levels, so this is kind of how they use it when they talk to GBO. 
The passage lacks details, but the central theme is the need to condition oneself spiritually to speak with spirits superior to oneself. That thought first described how when spirits from any level of heaven descend to the earthly plane, they must transform themselves in order to make contact with incarnates. Here's how he introduces the subject of communication between spirits of different levels. When a, this is what he says. When a spirit from one of these spheres descends to the earth, it is necessary in order that he may make contact with you who dwell there to condition himself in like manner, and this in more or less degree. So it is here between the higher and lower conditions obtaining the spheres of various calling and elevation. So, the necessity of spirits to make themselves denser to be able to be seen by inferior spirits is amply documented in a series of books by Francisco Xavier, as dictated by Henri Louise. In one of the occurrences in the book Liberation, Henri journeys to the abyss, also known as Purgatory, a region below the crust of the earth, where it's instructed to concentrate increase the mental material component of his body so he may be detected by the lower spirits living in dark regions. So, hence, for example, when a spirit in the 10th level travels downward to the 7th level, they too must take on the characteristic of a spirit living on that stage of heaven. They must decrease their brightness, take on more matter, and residents below them have a higher ratio of matter to energy. As you go higher, your ratio of energy to matter, right, increases. Lower, you have more matter than energy. So next, David exposed the fact that all spirits on a certain level are not equal in easy communication, including humans on Earth. This is what he tells us. But it's easier for us to commune with some of you than with others, and that according to your degree of advancement spiritually. So again, it is here in the spirit land. There are those in the third sphere who know the presence of those of the fourth or fifth or even higher spirit by reason of their advancement spirituality beyond their fellows. If to these latter such visitors were speaking visible and audible, they must they must the more completely condition themselves to the environment of that sphere. So the other thing is reading. So in essence, there's a lot of different ways, and there's combinations. So some of the ones are speaking right in the lower spheres. They think there's telepathy. They send mental. They, they can speak directly. That's usually with people who are pretty higher and they have affinity, right? They can understand what's going on. There's also ways of sending images. And, and one of the, the books is saying that when they, they send images to your brain, like they'll send images of, of something, then you'll know, you won't have to say in words, you'll know by the images. And they'll say like there's like a, a blue flame or some, uh, some sort of spark that will go out from the spirit's mouth, It'll just kind of go for a little ways, but then these images will come out. And they will be put into the other person's mind. And then they'll use combination of images and then telepathy. And in fact, in one of the passages, they'll say, because uh, I know if I'm talking on the seventh sphere, talking to someone on the third sphere, giving them orders, I'll send mental images and telepathy to make sure that the communication I sent was 100% accurate. Think about that. There's all sorts of things of how spirits talk about. So, this is I've written on education, right? And 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 wspiritism.com. You can and also on on books. You can read uh, books I've read, which is Explore Your Destiny, right? Which is all about the spirit world, the case for reincarnation, about how you reincarnate, uh, the problem and solution things you go through. There's, if you look on that right side navigation on NW Spiritism. You'll see what I do uh, on the books I have is I'll take information from different spiritist writers 
Now combine them and really explore them in in certain subjects. Of course, I always you know tell everybody read the books on on your own. You may have a different inter- interpretation, a much better interpretation than I have. But I hope I'm there to kind of bring you into like what is reincarnation? How does it happen? How do you plan for your life? Right? What's around the earth? These things I try to bring together and uh, explain. So that now leaves us with. Uh, his observation, what he just presented. He says, this description is in outline. And you'll see that what at first seems to complicate life here really serves to its orderly arrangement. The leading principles that govern the communion of saints on earth with those past higher produced hither and continued on into the higher places upwardly in order sequence. And if you wish to know what regulates our own communion with those above us, then reason it out by analogy and you'll have a fair knowledge of it as possible to you as still on earth incarnate. So the spirit realm is contiguous and symmetric like the rings of the tree or the marvelous structure of the chambers of a seashell. One sphere melts into another, all connected. How communication flows down follows the same pattern up. Spirits who wish to speak with higher spirits must possess the correct qualifications to open a channel through the boundaries from one level to the next. The attributes are always the same, only the, the degree for each level and the variances between them differ. Spirituality is the key. The only is the key, right? Is someone assistance to cross favors and learn from those who have superior knowledge. And as we here on earth, as we increase our knowledge, improve our dedication, more roads will be open for us to receive messages and assistance from our spirit mentors. So I hope that gives you a good idea of how spirits communicate. There's many different ways, there are many different combinations. There's probably things I haven't heard of. So, you and and the other thing is, you know, there's these levels of spheres that we go higher and lower. Just like it says, Jesus said, there are many mansions in my Father's house. That's what he means. There's many different places, and even with spheres, there's many different environments and atmospheres. And in fact, spirits, as you're a spirit and you are in one, let's say, one sphere, the clothes you wear will will change colors as to the group you're with, right? And and many spirits, like I say, can tell when they go to a city, they can tell what kind of what knowledge, what kind of college area of study that city has by the color vibrating from the people and the plants and the city around it. So, and everything kind of harmonizes together. Because remember, the spirit world, as we're spirits, we're all connected by our thoughts. We're, and they call, they call it like personality, right? And the personality is your, your accumulation of your of your character and your knowledge and your wisdom all wrapped up in this logical bundle. And we manifest our, our what we look like and what we how we appear, which I'll talk about next Sunday, by our personality. This will be a very interesting broadcast when we talk about that. So, I want to uh, end for those spirits. There's a really interesting... There's a series of messages from the Apostle Paul uh, in, in a, a website, and the entire content, interesting, should be read. But one of the saddest is when, and Paul, that's a spirit, recounts how he listened to a speech given to a group of spirits who would no longer be allowed to incarnate on earth due to their adverse actions and attitudes. Now, there's nothing about spirits. If you are constantly making problems, doing harm, you will not be allowed to do 
harm. But in the in the wonderful book by Yvonne Pierre, there was this one spirit who was a terrible person, treated his parents horrible, came, became a spirit, and actually actually tried to make women commit suicide or other people commit suicide just for the fun of it, just for our to help other people get revenge. This person was 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 kind of you know put in an area and, and you know they were talking to them and trying to get him and he's been there probably I can't remember it was like thirty or forty years to try to understand what he's done wrong. He still has free will. He will let him out eventually. But what may happen is that spirit will not be allowed back on Earth. And in fact, Chico Xavier says that the moon is a staging area where they take spirits who are not allowed on Earth anymore because they just they say this is not working for you. You're going to go somewhere else. And they'll go to another planet. So here's a text of what Paul said. I will not now describe a fact which took place in the world inhabited by thousands of spirits who had been removed from more evolved worlds. Some of them had already lived on this small terrestrial sphere, meaning Earth. Since they could no longer continue to live in their world as a result of their moral disarray, their spiritual guides conducted them to this less evolved world for, the, for being the most compatible with their tendencies. However, before they could begin their new evolutionary effort and in this physical world, they gathered together that their spiritual guides could wish farewell to them. Being present at such a meeting with other entities of my plane of life, I became deeply touched by what I saw. Although many of them could not understand the reason for this gathering due to their inconsistent and moral degradation, these banning spirits heard a farewell from their leader as follows. Listen well to this. This is interesting. This is what he told them. These are spirits that cannot just get their act together, right? You're going to detention, right? Dear children who are here to begin a new life, my heart feels as if broken as I say farewell to you. For we separate today probably forever. When you were incarnated, you choose not to heed our warning. And when you were in the spiritual plane and spirits, you also chose not to heed our repeated warnings. Regrettably, evil temptations seem stronger than good temptations as you choose to incur infractions to the laws of love rather than follow the luminous path that leads to happiness. Before you were condemned, you were granted numerous opportunities to change and follow the good path. But since you always chose the evil path of violence and injustice against your journey companions, you have totally exhausted your time and opportunities for either refusing or completely ignoring advice. Appeals and warnings you can no longer continue to live in your world. Your removal was necessary so that your brothers and sisters can strive to become good children of God with tranquility. In essence, they're not allowed disruptors in class, are they not? That's something we need to get back to. Now you come to this physical plane where less evolved brothers and sisters struggle and suffer as they try to refine their best qualities. You will find life conditions here to be quite more painful than those in your world. And you'll have to withstand them the way a jewel withstands the lapidating process. Due to the fact that the predominating law here is the law of the fittest, which to everyone is subject, you will need to resort constantly to physical force to obtain the things you need, food included. You may recall that in your world, the animals leave their newly born offspring on their own, thus forcing them to defend for themselves. The same thing happens on this sphere as the inhabitants fight over food, homes, tranquility, and other necessary things. I suggest that you use your intelligence in order to implant better life conditions here, my beloved. This plan's progress can be hastened by the technical knowledge that many of you possess. 
Since every detail of life must be improved and refined, your efforts for such endeavors can be transformed into luminosity for your spirits. I also want to transmit to your hearts that although in your planet you were recruited among the bad elements, you can become wiser and use your creative faculty to implant various types of improvements of drawing recognitions from your new journey companions. So then Paul says, tears ran down the, the face of the majority of these stuff. But also think about this maybe what happened when the earth was created. Maybe some of these higher spirits came and taught us how to how to make fire, how to make the will. But they were they were horrible spirits in other worlds, but they had technical knowledge. So is, I'll continue with what Paul wrote. Tears ran down the face of the majority of such brothers during the pause that followed, indicative, perhaps, of some sort of late regret as they now seem to understand the new situation. Many of them despite visible signs of the criminal acts that they committed in the recent past, such as dreadful hand spots caused by the blood they shed. The visibly emotional spirit entity concluded with a prayer for these poor infringers of the laws of love. This is what he said. My beloved, you here you'll find numerous opportunities to prove and apply them. Therefore, apply them certain that each good deed will mean one day less than this drone quest. Then try to teach them the good things you heard about, but refuse to apply in your world. But above all, I want you to make one last recommendation, which for you is to implant the saintly name of God in your hearts. Keep the only perfect name in the entire universe alive in your minds. With God in your hearts and minds, you shall be able to overcome half of your sentences. May God bless and protect your new life. My beloved, farewell. Such words profoundly touched their hearts with transmitigated spirits. They all shared the emotion contained in the words of the leader with their formal spiritual guides. I shall never forget this heartbreaking event. That's the channel message from the uh, from the uh, Paul. So, Paul tells us to start trying to change our attitude towards spiritual, modify our thoughts, throw ourselves with negative emotion. This is hate, envy, or revenge. All of this isn't asking too much. It is more of not hurting other people in the quest for material pleasure. It is to be satisfied with our life as we know it. So I would like to thank everyone here for being such a wonderful uh, set of people uh, listen to the program. I encourage I encourage you to learn more about Spiritism. Also in in my uh, in my website NW Spiritism, there is the introduction Spiritism 101 through Revelation. It's only ninety nine cents on Kindle. On the sp- Facebook site Spiritism and Spirit World Around Us. On the file section, it's actually in PDF form. You can get it for free. All the books by Alan Kardec are in PDF form. You just look up Alan Kardec. And I will let me type that into this so you can make sure you have his his name. Oops. There you go. Alan Kardec. Look that up on Google or whatever you want. You'll find and then add PDF, right? You'll find his books in PDF. There that's how I started to learn about spiritualism. I found all those books in PDF. And of course, you can find the books by uh, Chico Xavier. Again, you want to have Chico Xavier. Look him up on Amazon or go to that, click that picture of, of Alan Kardec on my website. Uh, I'm on, on my blog and you'll look at his book and get his title there and then you can buy them from wherever you, you wish to buy them. So I want to congratulate everybody. I want to 
give a hearty blessings to everyone out there. God bless everyone, and I'll put our end credits on, and this will be the end of our show. We'll be here next Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, 5 Mountain, and 4 Pacific Time. I would like to thank everyone, like to thank everyone to for listening to our program on Kardak Radio and to point you in a direction to find more information about the spirit world around us. You can visit my blog at www.nwspiritism.com. Again, that is www.nw, as in Northwest, spiritism.com. And if you are ever in the Northwest, I certainly would welcome to have you come to our meeting on Bainbridge Island near Seattle in the state of Washington. Many blessings to all of you, and please continue to explore spiritism and the spirit world around us.